With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. It kind of reminds me of the Falcons last year where you have, you know, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith come in and they do believe um, in Matt Ryan for at least, you know, this year, you know, now this year's over. So we'll see what happens next year and then going forward. But they had an aging QB, somebody with some still who had some ability. I think Kirk Cousins definitely has ability, but the best system that he's been in has been with Sean McVay, the Kyle Shanahan's of the world. So are the Vikings going to go after somebody who can maximize his skill set from that standpoint? A lot, of, a lot of questions being posed on Pro Football Talk. A lot of questions. I think more questions than answers right now about the future of the Minnesota Vikings. We know that they are set to interview eight general managers. We, we think that they have a shadow coaching search happening, too. <laughs> I don't even think. We're pretty darn sure that they have a shadow coaching <laughs> search happening. Right? Wait, wait, wait. Shh. Be quiet. Buzz. Just listen. Buzz. I hear it. I hear the buzz. <laughs> um, so uh, this episode of Purple Daily, by the way, Daily Vikings Entertainment, Speculation Therapy, Mackie Judd, Executive Producer Declan, um, presented by Surly, presented by TCL. And uh, if you're watching playoff football this weekend on a TCL TV, thank you for supporting our brand They have a new lineup of award-winning TV delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, Let's call this a uh, Purple Daily Reads the Comments edition of the show here. And let's let's put a disclaimer out to start here that you guys had, whether you sent them in via the YouTube comment section or via the Score North app, you guys had a ton of questions about the future of the quarterback position. And so... um, we are going to talk Kirk Cousins. This uh, this discussion can be triggering for some, so just uh, just a heads up. Head on a swivel. We're going to talk some Kirk Cousins here today. And the first comment is from Moosh on YouTube, and he says, Cousins isn't leaving. Stop spreading rumors. Your thoughts? Does Moosh know something? <laughs> Hear some buzz, Moosh? I think I think Moosh might be spreading rumors. Yeah, what a... What are you hearing? What are you hearing? Uh, just to clarify, I don't think we're spreading rumors about Cousins. I think we're yeah. delivering our opinions and thoughts right. on what right. what a new general manager might do. And so I'll reframe this and say, what what is the percentage chance you think that Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback for the Vikings in 2022? 
I think we did we do this earlier in the week. I, I feel like I put it fairly low because yeah. I feel like the new I, I think that the new GM and um, coach eventually, I think they're going to want to go in a different direction. I don't think that they are going to um, embrace the, the fact his cap hit is huge and and keeping him would be a problem. Now, I could see um a scenario in which he plays out the contract. What I don't see is him being extended. So I think it's pretty low. I, I think they're going to look to move on from Kirk with a trade. And I guess I, I guess where I differ from some is this. I think you're going to get more for Kirk than people think. It, it's weird. The national perception of Kirk is sort of what um, the guy at the top of the show talked about. There's a very different national perception of, oh, he's Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, you want Kirk. And I'm telling you, as a person who's watched him a ton, I really don't. I think he puts up great stats, but I don't think that he is a winning ingredient. And by the way, he's not the only one on this current team. Um, But the point being is I think a quarterback-starved team or two is going to say, oh, it's Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. And, And I'll go back to this. Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford aren't that different. And Matt Stafford, through through what the Lions and Rams worked out with Goff going back to Detroit, garnered two first-round picks. Yeah. So I think Cousins is gone, but I don't think it's I don't think it's for a draft pick going along with him. I think it's a trade that 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 fans, for the most part, Vikings fans, are going to approve of. Mm-hmm. Um I think honestly, I, I mean, I I think there's like a ten percent chance he's the starting quarterback for this team in 2022. I just, I would be shocked if they extended him. If a new GM said, "All right, yep, my career is going to be tied to three more years of a 34 through 36 year old meh quarterback," uh, so I think they're going to explore trademark. I, and I agree that I think so, I don't think you're going to get a haul, but like, could you get a second round pick? Yeah, and then you're out from underneath the contract and. He gets a fresh start somewhere else, maybe with an offensive-minded coach. So what about you? What's your percentage, Dex? It might be lame, but I, I, just, I think it's a coin flip right now. I think it's 50-50. Um, I, I don't think you can, we can definitively say he's completely gone. I understand the logic that a new GM, a new head coach, who might only get one shot of ever having this job, do they want to hitch their wagons and, and their future success to a quarterback who makes a lot of money, is good but not great, but also he's established. You know what you're getting. You might be able to go to the draft. You might whiff, but you that might be your only chance also to, to to identify the quarterback of the future, too. I think it's 50-50. In terms of the preference of what I would like to do with them, in, in terms of Kirk Cousins, I would like to trade him first. I would just play him out the cap at second, and then I would extend him third. In terms of the three options of trade, play it out, or extension, extension is last for me. I just I, I think we know who he is. I think it's either he's getting traded or he plays out that final cap at 45 mil. I also don't think that you are going to be un- under a mandate to find his replacement in this draft. Um, I think getting rid of Kirk and, and some other guys from that locker room is about establishing a different culture immediately. Uh, but I don't think, like, I think it's weird. There there seem to, to be these, these conversations, and it might be born a little bit from what Mark Wilf said in his press conference on Monday. Um, that is like, they, they got to win now. They, they don't have to win now. They have to win soon. Um, but, you know, the ponder whiff was huge in part because Rick felt pressure. I got to draft a quarterback. I got to draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
The next person can't say that. The next person has to say, I've got to identify the right QB. And if you can bring in for one year a bridge person, I think that's fine. And I don't think the Wilfs are going to object to a bridge A bridge water. Little Teddy Two Gloves? Huh? Huh? I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. But you know what? Yeah, and Declan would start crying. It would be beautiful. I would. I might ball. I might cry. But anyway, I don't think I don't think Kirk's immediate or I don't think Kirk's replacement is tied to that. That's when Kirk goes. Yeah, I think it's set a new culture, set a new tone, and you're in charge of finding at the right time, hopefully, a franchise quarterback. And that's a good that's a good segue into this next question because I think that the thinking is always, oh, I mean. Or who are you going to find? You can't, you know, you're just going to, you're just going to go snap your fingers and get the next Aaron Rodgers. And so Harry Levers via Instagram comments, I don't think you guys understand how valuable Cousins is to this team until you're stuck with a Sean Mannion-like quarterback for a few seasons. Uh, and then Paul Q on Twitter follows up and says, Mackie thinks there are Burroughs and Herberts growing on every tree when in fact, there are many more Ponders, Manzels, and Trubiskys. And I think this is all part of our post-traumatic Ponder syndrome that we deal with, <laughs> where like that was such a whiff. He was so garbage and was such a disaster that we just like, oh my God, what if that happens again? I don't want I don't want that to happen again. That was terrible. And um I would just say that like you ha if if you want to truly find a ten plus year franchise quarterback a young dude who you can watch throughout his prime years, right? You're going to have to take on some level of risk. Just like if you want to win a Super Bowl and you feel like Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer are a glass ceiling at 8, 9, 10 wins, you have to you have to assume some risk in saying goodbye to those guys and opening up for a search. So, you know, it's like, is it safe to have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback? I mean, I guess, but, like, what are you losing at this point? You know, he, the way that the team is constructed, and it's constructed around his massive contract, which is why some of the other areas on the roster are depleted, like, you're not a playoff team. Right. So, I, I, and also, you know, that first comment about a Sean Mannion-like quarterback for a few seasons, I don't think that's the only option. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that but seems like... seems to be the going theory, though. Oh, well, you could get Sucker Man. There's, I'm sorry, but Sean Mannion would not be your starting quarterback. There's other guys you could you could find via draft or guys you could trade for. There's always a journeyman or two that can at least keep you. Listen, the bar right now is like seven or eight wins to get to where you've been the last couple of years. There's plenty of quarterbacks who make a lot less money that help get to the sort of fringes of the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah it's post post traumatic ponder syndrome is what PTP? I'm calling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also like just because you might step into a Johnny Manziel or Christian Ponder landmine doesn't mean you shouldn't try to land a Justin Herbert or a Joe Burrow or a insert your favorite yeah. franchise quarterback. Right. Right. You gotta, and you gotta take some swings at some point. Two things too. One, you might, you might in 22 stink. Okay. If the QB draft class is good, that's good. The second thing is. We're talking about a list of QBs at times who the whiffs are bad because, like, like Manziel was no sure thing. It's not like he left school and everybody was like, yeah, this guy's going to be the next great Um, So, yeah, there, there's risk in, involved, but hear me out here. There's also something called 
trading up in the first round if you've identified the guy. That's that's no. why you've got to find the guy that can identify the guy. That's why that's why this whole thing about well, my guy's great at all these things, but he really can't find a quarterback is a problem. Yeah, I mean um, the Chargers, the Chargers, right? That was that was considered a risk. Yes, looks good now. Yes, yes. So. And again, c- could you wind up with Daniel Jones instead? That is absolutely a possibility. If you don't find the guy that can find the guy, then you're going to find Daniel Jones or Christian Ponder. Idiot. But Chase you got. But but you might wind up with Justin Herbert. You might wind up with Patrick Mahomes. There's, yep. there's every year. There's guys out there. No. Uh, Micah via the Score North app says, "Love the content you guys create. Been watching you for over a year, and I've gotten both my brother and my dad to watch you guys for realistic Vikings takes in the occasional reckless speculation." Thank you. Reckless speculation. I just had this thought pop up in my head for all the Kirk stands out there. Kirk Cousins is the Andrew Wiggins of the NFL. He has a bloated, overpriced contract. Is just kind of there and not a leader and can be useful on a team being paid as the third or fourth best player, but not as the face of a franchise type player. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins works on the Warriors, didn't work on the Wolves. What are your thoughts about that comparison? Um, I like it a lot. I also think where where it goes sideways in Cousins' case is this. In basketball, you can be plugged in, and, and like you just said right now, with Golden State, Wiggins is working. But Kirk Cousins plays quarterback. And the quarterback, I don't think, can just work here. Uh, I think in different sports, that 1,000%, it, it's not ideal, but it can work. Cousins is, and I'm, this, is, this is the biggest thing to come back to, Cousins is not a winning player. Cousins is a statistical, he's a fantasy dream. Not, um, well, not, that's overstated, too. Okay, he's a fantasy, he's a South, I don't even right? think he's a top 10 fantasy. He isn't. So what, top He's, so, he's exactly where he is. He's 12 to 15. Scrub what I did. Scrub what I, no, let's rewind. Scrub what I just said. I haven't played fantasy football in like years. 13, 13, so scrub yeah. what I just said. The point being is Cousins puts up some impressive stats. How's that? But sure. Kirk Cousins is not a winner. And if you watch him consistently, you can see that. And he is a guy who does not lead. And this is a position at which it's my belief that you have to have some of the intangibles, if not a lot, that scream, I want to follow you. So that's well, why I think it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I think because we talk about leadership, and I think there's a, there's a lot of people that come back like, well, you're not in the locker room. you know. And by the way, like we're not just making some of this stuff up. You and I both, you've covered more NFL teams than I have, but there's you can sense certain things, but we also talk to people that are in the league or who, or who have been in the league, who have been around some of these guys. We're not just like making up theories on this front, on the leadership front. And I think it's obvious that he just doesn't have a huge desire to take ownership of the organization and put his fingerprints on the organization like other top paid quarterbacks do. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Rodgers made things weird the last couple of years with the Packers, but so like, he, but he's still like that is his offense, that is his team. Yes, and now he's oh, like yeah. calling some personal shots. Yes. It's weird, and he's not the best leader either. But but you know that that's that his fingerprints are all over that organization. Yes, and on the field, the difference is this. I, I, and I, I mean, I'm not even going to go into talent on the field. The difference is. Kirk Cousins faced with, you should call a timeout now. I don't think so. I don't, so. Know, if that's that's my, I don't not, know if that's my job. Aaron yeah. Rodgers would be telling the coach what he's going to do. Yes. So, like, yep. there's no, there. that's, Rodgers is weird, but first of all, he's so damn good. And second of all, the game is his game. Yep. You know, that's so. a good way to put it. And that's 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 the one thing, 
whenever they wind up, whether it's in a year or three years, like whenever they move to their next quarterback, the one thing I do not want to compromise on is leadership. I don't want another I just work here guy. I want that quarterback, even if he's not as talented, to take ownership. People are looking at you. You are the one that is delivering the play and commanding and conducting and usually the highest paid. And, you know, when it comes to leadership, like it kind of played out this week in front of people. If you were paying attention the last three to four days, like, so the, the Bears game gets done on Sunday. And the state of the franchise is completely up in the air, right? There's there's chatter that Mike Zimmer is going to get fired. Maybe front office changes. You just missed the playoffs for the third time in four years. And there's just a huge cloud of uncertainty surrounding the organization. And Kirk gets up at the podium to answer questions, speak to media, speak to fans. And, and really, like, he is speaking on behalf of the organization as one of the leaders of the team in terms of his title, quarterback, and his pay, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, quote, I just kind of go to work. I really just insulate myself. So I just know I have a job to do, and I try to do that job the best I can, and that's that. And then after the firings go down on Monday, when it's time for the team leaders to come out, step up, and speak on behalf of the organization, what happened, what's going to happen going forward, how do the players feel? Three guys came out and spoke. Adam Thielen, Eric Hendricks, and Brian O'Neill. We have not heard anything from Kirk Cousins in the last four days. He is who he is. He is who he is. There's nothing behind the scenes about Kirk that's different than what we see. And that's true a lot. Um, And and that's just him. But I don't think it works. And and Patrick Peterson was complimentary of Kirk on his podcast. But you know what? He's a class act. Patrick Peterson. He's not, not going yeah, to he's he's not gonna be like this guy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Also, like I don't think people hate Kirk. You know, he's like he's a nice enough guy. I don't think teammates are like that ass. You know, I think it's like yeah, he's just he's he exists. He's there. He's, he's there. Fairly talented. Once he's in a there. while, he'll get fired up. I'm going to take my stapler back. I'm going to take my football back. That, mm-hmm. That's my football. That's that's my football. I'm going to burn. I'm going to burn this place down if you don't give me that football. My stapler. And take my surly. Take my surly. Don't you don't take my surly. You don't take my surly. In fact, that gives me a great chance to talk about my favorite beer, Surly Brewing, Surly Furious. This IPA, Surly Furious, it is the choice of super, 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 super wild card weekend. If you're not drinking a Surly Furious and you're not watching Super Wild Card Weekend on a TCL, I'd ask you just one question. What are you doing? Life choices? They could improve. Make sure it's a surly furious right by your side for a weekend full of playoff football. Super wild card weekend. One of the genius branding football. plays of all time. <laughs> they are. It's not just wild card weekend. It is super, super. wild card and weekend. And you add super before it, and it sounds so good. It's a bowl. We're gonna play we're gonna play a it'll be a bowl game between two teams. Right. What if we called it? The Super Bowl. You know that huh? story, right? Yeah. That story? Refresh it, us. Um, uh, Lamar Hunt, who owned the Chiefs at the time, uh, when, when they decided to put together the champion of the National Football League and the American Football League, Lamar's kid, who it's, it might have been Clark, who is now basically in charge, had a Super Bowl in the late 60s. 
And Lamar Hunt like a, like said, a bouncy ball. Yeah, it's a bouncy ball. <laughs> and Lamar said, "That's what we should call this, but we'll just make it bowl instead of ball." I love it. It's genius. And That's now here we are. That's now here we are. And now it's the biggest thing ever. Zach Weitzman on Twitter says, "I used to love watching Purple Daily, but now it's literally just all about Kirk. We get it. You don't like him, and you don't think he's a winner. That's fine." How about we talk about the rest of the losers on this roster, too? Okay. And that's a good point. I want you guys to give me your Mount Rushmore of losers on the Vikings roster, not including the quarterback. Losers. Who are the other four like, I love biggest this. guys that should be this taking so, heat on the roster? This is so Zolgadian. It's almost like I sent in this question disguised <laughs> with a burner account of some sort in time. Who uh, else is contributing to the losing culture? Oh, this is easy. On this this team? is easy. Um, Offensively, Garrett Bradbury, obviously, um, was benched because of COVID, but then he came back and he played. Um, I also, so I'm also extremely suspicious um, of what's taken place here with him based on this. The last couple telecasts, starting with Collinsworth, like referred to Garrett like he was good. And then I heard somebody else was like, and the Vikings are set, you know, the offensive line is going to develop. Garrett Bradbury's there. Somebody, Spielman, somebody was putting out, like, BS. And, of course, the national press is buying it. Garrett Bradbury, come on down. You're on my Mount Rushmore. I hate putting this guy on because I don't think it's his fault. He was asked to step up, and it was just too tall of a task. But Ole Udo, Mm -hmm. I mean, he deserves credit for, like, filling a role that was. It's mean. Agreed. That's mean. Uncalled for. (laughs) But I agree. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Chris Boyd. Ah, he's on mine. Boyd, why, why is he here? Again, some of these are like, is it really their fault? You know, like Chris, Chris Boyd. I mean, like, we could go know, after like a bigger fish. Pick. What, are you, what are you playing me for? Go after bigger fish, Dex. Uh, another one for me, and I don't think this guy's like done in the NFL because I actually still think he has a nice career, but just the way he handed himself, Cam Dantzler. I think Cam Dantzler's a loser, dude. Just, just, just with the way wow. he tweeted things out, he's a loser. Oh the way he like acted and just, well, I get. I it. would put B- Bashad Breland then has to be above. Sure. He's not on the team anymore, sure. but like, but the Bashad Breland was a was a veteran tweeting things out. That's right? true. But Cam Dantzler didn't handle things appropriately either. I think he's a loser. I think I think he's an absolute loser. <laughs> if he's That's watching this at me at that tweets, it's completely fine. You're making it personal. I didn't make it personal. Uh, I, I just think grow up. My guy's a boss. Like grow up. It was a loser's mentality. <laughs> wow. The things he was tweeting and handling, being inactive and not playing a lot. The loser. All right. So, so we're going. We're going. Bradbury, uh, Bashad Breeland has to be part of this. I'm sorry, Bashad Breeland. The and, team, then, and then some combination of young guys like Cam, Chris Boyd, and like Oli Udo in there somewhere. So those young guys, though. I mean, they're so they're 23. Man, you still got time. All right, was that enough for you, Zach? Throwing the seed. Now look what you made us do. We just we just called Cam Dancer a loser. I'll say this. I on did. Purple Day. I'll give Zach. Yeah, Declan. <laughs> Declan personally attacked the guy, which was not nice. Um, I'll give you this. Let's take Harrison Smith, Thielen, Kendricks, not Barr because he's gone. If you had to let go of one of those guys, because again, I think this is going to become a topic at some point in time very soon here. Yeah, they got to find money. Exactly yeah. right. And and again, they're aging out players. Like we mm-hmm. all love guys. Ah, they're great. No, they're aging out players. Which one of those three do you 
jettison tomorrow. You just got oh, the job and you've gosh. got a clear cap space. And by the way, Kirk is going nowhere. So he is the reason why your favorite players are leaving. Ah, uh, so I interpret that question a little bit differently. For me, it's if I think I can win big again in 2023, Let's take who, who can, who can get want? me the the best assets to, to do that? And I think it's probably Harrison Smith. I think there's probably a team out there with a leaky secondary that says, let's get a leader in here. Let's get a borderline Hall of Fame player in here. I think you could probably get like a second-round pick for Harrison Smith. I get rid of Kendricks. I, I think uh, Harrison Smith means way too much to that defense. And both both Smith and Kendricks are very smart players that I think there's a lot of unquiable stats, unquantifiable stats that we don't see that they know and just have an insane knowledge of the defense. But And I could be wrong on this assumption. I think it's easier to replace a linebacker than it is to replace a safety of Harrison Smith's caliber. So I, I, I that's kind of how I look at it. Mm. So I get rid of Kendricks. Judd? Thielen. Mm. Thielen. Hurt too much. Aging. Um, I think I think that you can find very suitable replacements. They might not step in in 22 and be as good, but by 23 they could be. I like KJ. Jefferson is, is special. Um... There's a lot of things about this behind the scenes with him that feel sort of old school, wild like. I'm going to clean up the locker room. I'm going to get rid of some guys. Okay. Uh, David Wynn via YouTube asks We've gotten this question a few times. I don't think we've really addressed it, but he asks uh, Why'd you guys stop having Courtney Cronin on the show? She has great takes. Any chance of having her on again? And then uh, Somebody else comments below that and says, she's much better to watch than those double chins and well-groomed Beavis. <laughs> I'm the latter? That's me? Yeah, you're, you're I would one. assume that you're well-groomed Beavis. That's actually not bad. <laughs> Judd, clean-shaven Judd looks like butthead. Uh, yeah. I, I don't mind this comparison. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, I look like a cancer patient here with my bald head. I went... Way lower than I. I swear I saw, and I was with my buddy. I swear (laughs) Phil was in Smack Shack in Minneapolis yesterday. I I stood where I was, and I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Phil wasn't Phil." It it wasn't wasn't Phil. We also it was that weird awkward eye contact. Like he kept looking at me. I was like, "Oh crap, that's not Phil." Now we're just looking at each other, and this is really uncomfortable. I I love. He's like, "Who's that well-groomed Beavis?" Yeah. (laughs) I love that note. That's a great note. Um, so to answer the question, so so Courtney, uh, she wanted to be on KFan this season, so she reached an agreement with KFan for the 2021-22 season. Um, I I think we're all still connected with her, friends with her. The door is open at some point. Maybe she'll I be on again. Fired Vikings so, games. Yeah, she does awesome work. There's I don't think there's any ill will on either side, but she uh, she just had an opportunity to still jump on to our station. Show. She fills in all the time on ESPN Radio, which is which is, runs on Score North yeah. Radio. Yep. So, uh, and then uh, Nano Joe, this is going to set up a clip that I don't know if Judd has seen yet, but uh, Nano Joe via the Score North app says, "Forget about Kellen Moore. You guys should look into Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, to be the next Vikings head coach. Dude is a young and brilliant offensive mind." And I will add here before this is going to be like a sixty second clip. This dude has some of the best press conferences of any coordinator in the NFL. Let's roll it. Excited to be here. Uh, equally excited for you guys to truly take in how physically imposing I am. So whenever you guys are ready to start, let's do it. Guys again? What, what do we got? You guys got anything going on? 
Just hanging out in the auditorium. All right. Just gonna drag it out of me, huh? God. Make me do all the work. What do you guys got for me? I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> all right, see you guys. So how we doing? What do we got? That's a cool question because that's, um, that's kind of how pass, your pass game you want it to be. There's a rhythm and timing to everything. I have a history of smaller offensive linemen, um, but that's really we haven't invested second round draft picks into offensive linemen. We'd prefer everyone to be 400 pounds and 6'10 if, if, you, could, if you could engineer that. That's all. That was fun. See you guys. Sign me up right oh now, my dude. Gosh. Can you imagine that dude as oh. the head coach? Let's make this happen. Oh. This is, it, it's almost like they took a top five Madden player and said, you are the offensive coordinator, and you'll be doing weekly press conferences, too, on Thursday. So have at it, Mike. If you did an office <laughs> version for football, He'd be a perfect character. Dude, he's awesome. Yep. He's like he's straight out of uh, out of the office. Football. <laughs> oh my god. Love me some. Love me some Mike McDaniel, man. I'd never seen his press conference. I had no before. idea. Yeah, I think he just started as the offensive coordinator this year. So, yeah, I'll take him. Whatever, whatever makes whatever makes whatever spices things up around here for the Vikings. Um, and then we'll leave on a high note here. Matthew Langowski via YouTube comment section says, Mackie and Judd, you two are the most negative and bitter Vikings fans ever. You play both sides of the fence. I respect Judd solely on his tenure following the Vikings. You other two are clearly along for the ride. Thank you for the kind words, Matthew. We appreciate your loyal consumption of Purple Daily. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's a wrap. Um, <laughs> Purple Daily, read the comments. <laughs> God, I'm sick uh, of carrying you two. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll uh, we'll keep you posted if the Vikings wind up uh, hiring a GM or a coach here sometime soon. See ya.